0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever applies to your particular spot on the globe. The title or the topic, you could say, of uh, this morning's Dharma talk is Relationships Don't Work. I like that's something new. So I have something to say about that, and I'm happy to respond to questions. But the reason I'm saying this, uh, uh, Trunk Rinpoche's way of saying it, is a best relationship is no relationship, which is Uh, A little bit more exotic way of looking at it. It may be more direct. Probably is more direct. But the way I uh, am addressing this is to say that to have a relationship with anybody, anything, the the causes and conditions that arises in a parent separation, something over here relating to something over there, someone here relating to this person, relating to that person, relating to your child, relating to your lover, relating to your teacher. This applies in this direction also. When I say they don't work, I'm saying that we have expectations. We're doing pretty well. We're in the conventional sense. We are married or not, or we're just in an intimate relationship with someone. And we have expectations. And we even have uh, transactions, agreements. Well, I'm going to, if you will, but if you don't, then I can't. Those kinds of things. We all know about it. we do them all day long we with ourselves. We have these little relationships with ourselves. It's called conflicting emotions. A so feeling about this, but I feel about this. I feel this, but I really feel this. But I kind of feel this, but I don't feel this, except when this happens, then I'd really feel this. It's just a labyrinth. It's just a uh, it's just a tennis court. It's just on and on. Any kind of image you want to come up with, it's just all over the place. And it's painful. So very painful for people. Painful for everyone. Painful for baboons. They have a hell of a time with each other. Sometimes it seems more intelligent than human beings. Though. But if you... Here's a Here's a but if. I don't know where that phrase came from, but it's kind of irritating. But if... we go back into some kind of explanation about so that things will all be better. It's exhausting, but we continually do that, and you will continue to do that. Even if you do see your true nature and you're a living being, you're still, life is still suffering. The first noble truth, life is suffering. This is not nihilism. It's nihilism or eternalism or plus or minus the power of positive thinking And the the downside of negative thinking and all of that, people can take that information and do whatever, squeeze whatever they want out of it. They can take any position. If they're pretty smart, they can write books and be incredibly popular and famous and make a lot of money. Okay, you can do that. And it may have some relative import as far as how you're working with the relationships. Of course, it's relative truth. So somebody who has laminated the relative truth and thinks that there is such a thing as right and wrong. There is not. Don't believe any of that. do believe what I say. You could consider it, as I've said many times, don't believe it, but consider it. Reflect on that a little. Is there is there a, is there a fundamental right and wrong other than the relative one that it has uh, has been around for 20 minutes? This caused that, caused that, and so therefore, this person needs to, or that person, or they need to apologize, or whatever. Anything to give us some kind of a foothold, some kind of a, of a reference point so that we, me, myself and I, me and my wonderful self-centeredness, which is not really self-centeredness because I really realize and I'm a narcissistic and self-centered, so therefore I must be getting beyond that. No, you're probably not. That's a credential about that information rather than the actual realization, the actual transcending of your self-centeredness. If you transcend your self-centeredness, you won't know it. It won't be a credential. There won't be anything left except this Why are you gonna talk about that you can't talk about this so relationships don't work they might for a while and then something collapses something falls apart there's all kinds of ways of examining this and looking at this everything from transactional that and analysis which arose what back in the late 60s early 70s so I'm okay you're okay that kind of thing and of course that if that's all you're dealing with we can do that but Life comes without warning and suddenly this happens, that happens, then this falls apart and then that gets bigger and this gets smaller. This person is born and that person dies. And then we personalize everything, excuse me, or depersonalize everything. But the relationship that you're in, even though it might be uh, stable for the last year, two years, maybe 20 years, it's pretty good. You have a good relationship with your wife, with your husband, with your partner, with your business partner, anything. Even with your Dharma teacher, if you have one. have a good relationship with this person, that person. Not with this one. You're not sure why, but when you get around this person or that person, something starts to get creepy. Or you're around another person, and you just feel, feel extremely delighted with this person. You just love to be in their presence or their company. The causes and conditions that arise in your mind stream are untrue even though they have a relative construct that's right next to you, that's a saying, fire is hot. Wind moves. Yes, sometimes what is happening in the mind stream has that much of a support or an explanation or a judgment, a determination behind it. So then you do what? You don't, you don't believe something. You don't feel like you're believing it. You feel like you know it. This is true. That person acts this way, does this, says that towards me, and therefore... They need to clean up their act or I'm not going to talk to them anymore. I could go into more storybook situations, but you already have them. You know what they are. So relationships don't work. They don't live up to an expectation based on the relative truth of the evidence that you are collecting around any situation. Notice how we collect evidence. It's very subtle. We don't really have a little box of evidence, but we're noticing things about someone, their their gestures, their their eye movement, they're moving towards us slightly or moving away from us. doesn't take much. The ego is extremely good at seeing any movement that is for the self-centeredness. People really like me or against it. Why don't I have any friends? Why am I so lonely? Or why do I have all these friends and I'm still very lonely? Why, why, why? The why question is a trap. And it's a trap that's a labyrinth of traps all over the place. And most of the uh, world is most of the world is relating to that kind of dynamic and is, is trapped by it. Is is sucked into that relative truth. And it makes sense if you start talking to someone about she said this and then they did this and then this was going fine until this person came in. Relatively, of course, it has a relative construct and you are uh, an apparent singularity with eyeballs with a nose, tongue, body, mind, muscles, and you're just a a bunch of food. Whatever you may be eating is turning into this and is supporting this and and allowing this to have some kind of continuity called a lifetime. But who you fundamentally are is, is to use relative description, way beyond this. For anybody, the worst mean, evil person who's torturing people or manipulating them is not separate from uh, ultimate reality, from the Dharmakaya, from Buddha nature. If you think that's the case, if you think everything is, some things are going to heaven and some things are going to hell, then go ahead, think that. Most of the world has some version of that going on, even those without any formal religious practice. Uh, thanks to Kevin for the Bunny Rabbit Cup. I really like it. And it's also a number six on the bottom, which is also helpful. I'll take any preference point I can get. Relationships don't work, they don't live up to something. This is why we have divorces. This is why we have uh, really good feelings going on one minute and then suddenly. Negativity around that it. sometimes it, it's so negative and there's no reason for it. And this is extremely confusing to what that aspect of the consciousness that shrinks down into a me and my stuff, me and my life, me and my past, me and my future. If you think you have a, a past and a future in, this, in the sense that there's something there as a the reference point you can grasp onto, that's um, not exactly true. <laughs> uh, might take a while to see that. Maybe you'll never see that. Maybe you'll continue to grasp onto this and release that or push that away and live your life in some kind of a polarity, perhaps. <clears throat> you Probably have noticed that you can't just stop that. You can't just be happy, even though there's a song about it. What was that song? Be happy? Don't worry? No. You could do that. There are, there are some people that actually teach there are so... positively enamored of themselves, and so wonderfully in love with themselves, they just teach, uh, just be happy, just be in love, just just love, how would I come across that way? If you fight with this world, you'll fight with this world, you'll fight with this world, you won't win. Relationships don't work, they don't work. And if you begin to see that over time, it might take the rest of your life you will eventually get very, very bored with this crap. Constantly going from winning to losing to success to failure. Relative truth. Dragging you this way, dragging you that way. And I'm not saying that if you suddenly get cancer and have to go in for a treatment or your partner does or someone very, very close to you, I'm not saying that isn't pretty terrifying. You're going to lose that person, possibly. And then they pull out of it. And then it's because... Uh, um, you know, God wanted us to live, or Buddha wants us to live, or whatever. A big misunderstanding about relationships to anything. Relationship to your illness, to your health, to, your, to anything. They don't work. We don't have that much say-so about what is coming and going. I'm sure you've noticed. You have some. Some people have a whole lot. Some people have a lot of control over... Whole nations are called dictators. Some people have uh, uh, control over some part of society, or whatever they're called, um, CEOs, or they're called uh, politicians. I don't know. And in some areas, there's even meditation teachers who, who are teaching an, uh, an apparent spiritual path that control people. So what I am getting at here, if you haven't, already guessed is find out who you are so that that which gets off the cushion off the chair out of bed out of the shower out of your mercedes and goes into apparent relationship with other is no longer confused about anything if you have any kind of doubt or confusion about anything Straighten your mind. Get back to the cushion. And and, and I'm very biased. This is a small group of people. I can't even see the number, but not even 100 people. Not very many. Find out who you are. So that that apparent individuality, that person, is liberated from all, from the whole thing. They might not appear. You might be liberated, and no one will know it. You'll know it. But no one else will, will, because... Uh, people project onto you so heavily that you, you're just constantly getting your identity from others, apparently, but you know, it's not real. It's quite humorous. And it would be, it would be, uh, it would be uh, um, intense belly laughs if it weren't, if there weren't so much suffering all uh, around us, if it weren't so painful to see people constrict into double up like a fist Uh, holding up whatever gerbil it's like we would rather crush something anything to make a point with ourselves we might not do that in public but in private we're going passion aggression ignorance takes over the apparent individuality of somebody somewhere in a body mind complex that needs this doesn't want that if you find out who you are you won't you won't be able to find anything that isn't be able to find any other the worst horrible person comes to you i'm not saying you're gonna hug and kiss them you might knock them on their ass because you're operating out of reality you are you are uh there's an individual but you don't uh, no longer make any decisions about anything interested train your mind forget what i said Don't ever talk to me again, but find out who you are. Find a way to do that for you personally. You may have to go to the Himalayas to do that. You may have to go to uh, Brooklyn. You may have to go to Montreal. You may have to sit your butt down in your own bedroom, hold still, and see the insanity in your mind without correcting it, without explaining it, do nothing with it, without ignoring it. Just be the crap that rises up. This is, this is your these are your Dharma gates. And of course the question is, well, if I start to cave into that, won't I express that out and hurt myself, hurt somebody? If I'm really who I am, wouldn't I say, this is such a terrible thing, I'm gonna you know end the whole thing? Probably not. Why? Because you will see what this is and you see there is that fundamentally there's nothing threatened. Who you are can't be threatened because it's not separate from anything. For the, anything to threaten it, it's it's a realization that happens all the way down, right from this, all the way to the center of the earth, center of the cosmos. Even that is uh, extra. There is no center. More hype. So it's a very simple understanding that can take you your whole life, and even then, as Nagarjuna said a couple thousand years ago. You may, realize you're, you may realize this and you may not. So the dependent origination is what it is. You may realize it, you may not, but you're certainly not gonna realize it if you don't turn towards, turn, toward, turn towards the truth. What is the truth? It's everywhere. Whatever arises, that's it. And it takes quite a while to see that whatever arises, you add on to it. You do guesswork, you speculate. You actually cover up your Buddha nature over and over and over again. If you know who this is, then you may still have difficulty with relationships, but it'll be dependently risen. You, you won't have, there's nothing to repair or fix. You may suffer, you may not, but your the consciousness that is not separate from anything won't care whether you're suffering or not because the Buddha 2,500 years ago said life is suffering. Wasn't that nice of him to point that out? Life is suffering. Is nerve endings. Not a bad p- place to start. I can continue to talk about stuff, or you can ask questions. Shoka. Good.
1: Shoka, sure, what is the fundamental relationship with the teacher when relationships don't work?
0: Relationship to the teacher? Um, could be any number of things. If it's a true, if you're a true student, if you're on receive all the time from your own mind stream and from the mind of the teacher then uh, you might feel terrible but you're no longer evaluating your life or your connection with the dharma or with the teacher through how you feel if you go with how your feelings <clears throat> the feelings have been around for millennia a couple millennia and they, and they supply and create and enforce personhood that somebody doing something going somewhere success and failure success and failure the eight worldly dharmas, if you need more reference points. but You don't do anything with that. You don't accept it, believe it. You don't reject it, disbelieve it. And you certainly don't ignore it. And you may need some help. You may need a, a true teacher who teaches out of what they see. When I say see, I'm not just talking about vision. I mean, they are that. This is what the vow is about. You, you practice. You return to the vow. You return to the vow. Don't maintain anything. Maintenance is that's that's about accomplishment and getting somewhere and having a credential. Let it fall apart. When I say let it, even letting it is extra because then you get a credential for the one who let things
1: be. It's bullshit. Be blunt about it. Is that pretty blunt? Shogabang, is there a way to prioritize that fundamental relationship to the teacher? Lou- louder, please. Is there a way to prioritize that relationship to the teacher when there is the evaluation of am doing good or I'm doing bad or I'm
0: closer? Or, I'm Just watch it. Just notice that you're evaluating. Notice that you're grasping it, doing good. Notice that you don't feel. Just watch the emotions come and go. It's like being in a carnival, except it's your mind stream. Sometimes I use uh, uh, Lawrence Ferlinghetti's uh, title of his uh, poems. That, that he, uh, I think Eric told me that he ripped off from somebody else back in the 30s. Oh, Henry Miller, I think it was. I think it was Henry Miller. He didn't rip it off. He stole it. <laughs> As Picasso once said, uh, mediocre artists borrow. Great artists steal. Steal something. the question? What do you want to know? What, what do you want to know right now? What do you want to know? Does the... Evaluation wear itself out if you don't try to get rid of it and if you don't add to the evaluation by justifying the evaluation and you don't ignore it. And you can actually just be genuine and have the feeling the feelings that come in to your mind stream need to be there. They're dependently risen. They don't belong to you. They're none of your business. Uh, on the other hand, uh, it's like weather is none of your business. But if, it's, if, it, if, if you're walking down the street and it starts to hail. Uh, the hail isn't going to miss you because it's none of your business. Oh, look out. We don't want to offend him. There's no, there's no one there. Might as well be a tree stump. that happens to be a head with no hat on. Hail on your head. Do nothing with that. Suffer. Nerve ending. Suffer. Don't abandon anything that happens or something else. This doesn't mean you wouldn't get out of the hailstorm. We're not saying be that you're insane. We're also not saying you're sane. You don't get either one of those.
1: More? Shoghavang, sure. how do uh, I function in relation to the teacher that is not based on my own evaluation of right and wrong?
0: Practice. You're a fully ordained monk. Uh, it's not really easy to be uh, around me, would you say? Is it because I'm so unfriendly? Why? Why is it difficult? Could you constantly point me back to my confusion? Well, I must not be doing a very good job.
2: <laughs> Read a question? Sure. Sure, fine. A uh, question from Semi. Semi, in Portland. What is the value in marriage of, I think it's if, what is what is the value in marriage if relationships don't work, specifically the marriage between yourself and Unyo? Oh. That's one of the greatest relationships it's ever been, you say? She agrees. So what's your question, Semi? What is the value in marriage if relationships don't work? Seeing that they don't work. You can't, you can't see that it doesn't work unless you actually do it. You can't see
0: that this is unreal unless you come into this realm of human beings and see it yourself. This is why you're here. The time frame that you think, well, we've been here millions of years and still don't. Well, millions of years, that's nothing. I'm, I'm highly qualified to t- talk about this. I'm in my fifth marriage. And these were, I was just talking to Unyo about it. I, I did my very best. Probably not very from their point of view, but I did the best I could to be in that relationship, especially once I met uh, my teacher. Then then it was, I did my very best. Probably didn't do so good, but from their point of view. I don't, I'm not sure yet. It seems like there's another question around marriage. That's a very good direction to go. That's where I'd like to go. Let's go right into my relationship with people. Ask me. Ask me. Go ahead. Ask me anything you want. Sir? Shukhabai, how are relationships at Dharma for you? Uh, seeing that I can't win. That there isn't anyone to win. That, that I have to return to the vow to be with all things. And you need to do the same thing. You're wearing <coughs> the robe of a Buddha. Others come first. That doesn't mean that when you put others first, they're going to suddenly recognize that and somehow drop at your feet. They might fight with you. Even if they're if they're practicing Buddhism their, themselves, they're still going to fight. Nothing is separate. Your suffering is not separate from Sokaran's, your partner, not separate, nor is hers separate from you, nor is... Uh, because of the vow you received and you are endeavoring to observe. It's not separate from the teacher, this teacher, or any of the teachers down through the lineages, down through the centuries. Not separate, not separate, not separate, not separate. Separated? That's called illusion, but
2: fundamentally not separate. Sure, I me as a follow-up? Okay. Um, I am in one now, and I see that it is working. We support one another on our path and through this are learning to let go and relatively grow. Mm-hmm. I need to ponder the answer. Maybe I'll have more at our interview next week. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's unusual. What you're saying
0: is, is pretty unusual as far as relationships, but, and I'm not trying to uh, uh, throw uh, any dispersions, but that will not last. But the conclusions and the description you have are beautiful Are wonderful. Won't last. I'm not condemning you to anything. When I say won't last, I'm not saying it won't last the rest of this life. But this life uh, comes to an end. and Anything that you've, if you've modified your life in order to have that situation by covering other things up and not seeing your true nature and you're trying to make friends with relative truth, you're trying to squeeze happiness out of samsara by making friends with that. When I say friends, I don't mean... I don't mean uh, actually making friends with the negativity, which means you might have to live next to that evil neighbor. I'm talking about covering up and I'm not accusing you of anything. Uh, you know, you're, I, I've known you a little while, your relationship to me is intermittent, semi. So, and I think I know your partner and I think uh, th- there's there can be very a lot of support for each other. So I'm not taking that away. I'm just saying that the, that can be um, uh, that can be so magnetic that it can actually keep you from looking at what you need to look at in this lifetime. If if you live forever, if we all live forever. If you, if the body never died, then you know, in about three or four hundred years, you know, you might realize your true nature just because it would be in your face over and over and over and over again but we only get less than a century. And part of that is spent doing all kinds of crazy things before we even stumbled into the path. So uh, again, continue to do that if that's what you need, if that's what you want to do. Uh, that relatively, that's a good structure. A lot of people have that. A lot of people have wonderful marriages their whole life. They're very supportive of each
1: other. Not against that. <laughs> it would be great if the whole world was doing that. Sure. How do we emphasize or prioritize seeing our true nature in relationships? Return to
0: the wall. Return to your who you are <clears throat> instead of projecting onto the other person the identity that you think they are. You don't really see unless till you see your true nature. You don't see uh, uh, what is happening with others because all you see is your projection because you're projecting on yourself that you're somebody going somewhere and have some kind of relative value. You don't see what this is. If you see what this is, you also stop projecting on everybody else, and you begin to actually see what that person is dealing with. That's why you can function as a Dharma teacher. You can't function as a Dharma teacher unless you're clear about... What, unless you see what this is. You still are hooked on otherness. You're hooked on the belief that some people are good, some people are bad, some people are clear, some people aren't.
1: Polarities more. how can we support that? in post meditation
0: just just live your life spend time practicing spend time training your mind chicken a simple form of meditation and just watch that and train so you can so when you get off the cushion you've heard me say this hundreds of times that what you see you're less likely to project onto things and more likely to see what it actually is you get closer and closer with that less projection less blaming others there's a gradual aspect to it. It might not feel particular particularly good. Other people might notice that you're um, something is changing about you more, quicker than you will, because you're still suffering and miserable. Misery may come, misery may go. Pain may come, pain may go. One who's realized doesn't care how they feel. That doesn't mean they don't feel it. But they're not they're not concerned about that. They are what are they concerned with? Others, with other beings that are suffering. And that may not show up. You might look at any teacher and think, oh, they're certainly not concerned with anybody else. They're just concerned with having a lot of
1: Mercedes. Go ahead. if our attention in our life is turned in the direction of others, are we turning away from our path? Paraphrase yourself. Shokabang, <laughs> if our intention is to see the truth for ourselves and we find that uh our attention is being turned in the direction of other people are we ignoring our own path probably not this is why it's the contrast is divided up Uh,
0: i don't teach meditation and action particularly a little bit there's some areas but basically it's sit down on the cushion hold still keep it very simple Watch what moves in the mind stream. Watch that, make that as strong as you can and do as much of it as you can. Uh, and then when you leave off the cushion, hang out, it's not that you, you wouldn't endeavor to be kind to others or be helpful or supportive to others. Of course you would, but also just receive what's in front of you. Just like you're doing when you're on the cushion, you're receiving the mind stream coming towards you without trying to look for some kind of credential that you're getting better. Same thing in your in relationship situations. Trying to get better to be the best person, best relationship person who's ever lived. <laughs> it's very much about credentials, about looking for here's what it is and then we have a credential about it. That's, that's the, the polarity that keeps showing up. If you realize your true nature, you won't know it. There's no credential, there's no proof. Relative truth means, needs proof. This is why we have, PhDs or why we have. doesn't mean that it doesn't mean something. Of course, you had to work hard to get that. There's no PhD for seeing your true nature. If there is, it's bullshit. Mark Bowling. Go ahead, Mark.
1: Yeah, I've been married uh, to my third wife for 26 years. And, uh, you know, there have been times when we probably wanted to kill each other. But uh, it's been pretty great. Uh, especially
0: these last years, and I, I'm just wondering, what is it about my mar- my marriage that doesn't work? Bally. Well, I mean, I can. You're, you're kind of, you're somewhat inviting me in there, yes. but uh, not completely. You're looking, <laughs> you're looking for. You have a preconception about what kind of response. So I, I would have to say it in a uh, in a general way. It keeps you from practicing the Dharma. We keep and not not the Buddha Dharma just seeing your true nature, because you're constantly distracted into otherness and evaluating your relationship. And and I'm not saying you don't have a wonderful relationship, and but I would, uh, to, to scare you a little bit, I'd say, how about that first wife? What happened there? You follow what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that it's so incredibly complicated, that if we're looking for any credential anywhere, we can probably squeeze a credential out of well, those relationships weren't so good, but this one is pretty good because we there's good communication. Uh, we both are on the same frequency or path. So uh, there's, there's something there that, to be said for that. We, we need to have some communication, cooperation, collaboration in relationship, which shows up quite often as a, a really intense uh, otherness or someone that we really love and respect and is, treats us well. I'm not saying, not getting rid of that. I'm just saying it's extremely complicated from the point of view of dependent origination. That's why, that's why it's much easier for societies to just blame somebody who does something wrong, we just blame them. We don't look at innumerable, billions and billions of causes and conditions behind that particular activity of, of uh, anger or, or aggression or controlling. It's so vast and untraceable relatively ultimately you can see it and this is what realization is about so you get to actually see you see everyone's footsteps at once uh, Coben, my teacher said falling apart falling apart falling apart everything all at once nothing to do everything all at once past and future just don't have to wipe it out, there is no, there is, there is there isn't a past and a future from the point of view of realization. From relative truth, of course, there's yesterday when I ate too much, and today when I've gained weight, or how, however you wanna, you can, you can explain it in all kinds of directions, but the ultimate truth is nothing happens.
2: Thank you. Yes, sir, go ahead. Um, Semi says, I understand. A sophisticated form of suffering. And then Jeremy has a question. That's your husband? Same last name, so I'm guessing yeah. so. No, they're married. Um, are Are you saying no one has ever become enlightened or awake who has been married? Yes. No. No.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I, I, here's how I would say it. it might even be more difficult is everyone is awake. Your, your, your birthright, you, when you're born a human being, you are not separate from the Buddha. But it takes someone seeing that to talk to others who are ready to receive that understanding. This ultimate understanding that, that started even before 2,500 years ago, there have been Buddhas forever. So someone who is married uh, in a relationship, uh, that might be the very, uh, the very process, the very situation that you need to go through. Your, your spouse is your teacher. Your relationship is your teacher. Your child is your teacher. The oak tree in your backyard is your teacher. I'm not trying to avoid some kind of, uh, by going into that kind of specificity. I'm just saying that everything, if you need to be a student, and what does that mean? Receive. Just receive. Everything. Everything that arises, receive. The negativity, the positivity, the neutrality, the whatever comes and goes. Receive as much as you can. Listen to people listen. This is just a rule that I've talked about years ago at 90-10. If you're having trouble in your relationship, ramp up the listening and take down the explanation of why you said that and why you did it this way and why they should clean up their act, because you've done such a great job cleaning up your act. And now look what you're doing, the constant uh, riff-raff of the mind that goes back and forth trying to find some kind of thing that's what Correct. Misunderstanding, relative truth, right and wrong, good and evil. Good and evil are not separate from each other. Awakening and confusion, not separate, not separate. Not the same either. This is why it's so difficult. It is, it is something that shows up in the mind stream as uh, no longer at war with anything because there isn't anything else. There is no,
2: there is no enemy anywhere. Um, a question from Adriana. Okay. How should I be with a loved relative, my sister, who is suffering in her life and making an intense and often angry demand on my time, attention, and care? So without knowing the whole bigger picture that, that
0: you might think you know, uh, I would say do some. Do, do do a little bit. do Try to do a little bit in that direction. Help her some. But don't turn over... Uh, don't try to get a credential about, how, about a, what a wonderful sister you are, because you're probably not in her book. And that's a way of shifting how she feels about herself over to you. It's just that's the downside of that is that's painful and really hard to figure out or take apart. But the upside of that is that gives you an idea how fragile identity is and how it is dependent on tension or warfare or success and failures, dependent on relative truth. People who spend their whole life just making money and then come to the end of their life and and look at what they, the misunderstanding they had, just having power, just getting this or that. So you're the, the way I'm understanding it is just listen to her. Uh, Don't disagree with her. Also don't necessarily agree if she tries to force you to, or what do you think about that? Don't you agree? Why are you avoiding me? Why don't you talk to me about this? You're being so silent. You know, you could actually say, well, I'm trying to listen to you, which is quite surprising to people sometimes when you actually listen to them without agreeing, disagreeing, or ignoring them. It just sounds like she's suffering a great deal. You don't have to buy into that and get a credential for yourself about or protect your own your own uh, self-image from her criticism of you. I'm kind of inventing some of this here because I have not met her. Or the questions are fine if you haven't.
3: Hakkaran Bowing.
0: Yes, go ahead, please.
3: Hakurun Bowing. Go ahead, Could please. You speak about uh, setting boundaries along this path.
0: I can speak about it. I, I you know, then I. gonna Talk about setting boundaries, but you need to ask me a direct question, Hakkaran. Uh,
3: so, uh, if we are meeting things where they're at and we are, we are watching what is occurring. How do we know where, when it's time to, to set a boundary with somebody like, like the previous question that just asked with her sister is being rude and angry and demanding, and she's trying to do the best that she can, but the relationship has got so much tension in it. Hack bowing.
0: Very good question. Don't set up standards. Don't set up a standard because standard, if you set up standards, that's more about protecting you rather than fundamentally helping someone else. If you see what this is, if you have even a glimmer of what this is through your meditation practice, you will begin to realize that you really need to meet everything where it's at, not set up a boundary so you don't have to meet it where it's at. So you're protected by this boundary. Don't do that. I'm not saying, that people don't abuse that, of course. It's horrible, the abuse that happens in the world. But this fundamental issue of why that comes about is mistaken identity. We think we are a person who can win or lose, get ahead, fall mm-hmm. behind. And so we protect that imaginary identity instead of seeing our true identity, does not suffer from anything. Everyone has been here, as is said, and that Buddhism has been talking about this for forever. Everyone has been your mother. <laughs> everyone has been your sister, your brother, your lover, your murderer. Everyone, everyone. And so the boundary idea, the boundary there needs to come out of the situation. But if you set it out ahead of time, like, I'm only going to talk to her for 20 minutes, or I'm only going to, uh, I'm on, I'm not going to do this or do that, or set it out ahead of time based on your... Uh, uh, based on your fear of the uh, annoyance and just irritation because she doesn't, whatever, train her mind. I am mean, just kind of putting it all on Adriana's sis- sister at this point. Uh, but but don't set up the standard ahead of time so that you protect yourself, so that you don't actually even know what is happening. You're not, not willing to suffer with her a little bit. If you can do that, if you can just, as they say, be be with the person who's suffering. Meet meet them in the suffering, so you feel some of that. Not so you can give them a bunch of stupid advice about things, but meet them in there. That maybe the only thing you can say is, you know, this is painful. I see this is very painful for you, and and it's also painful for for me to see how much you're suffering. This might be the only, you know. Three, uh, you know, only a couple of sentences you've even said in the conversation. And then you would say, you know, I'm going to have to go now. I've got things I have to get done. Click. Of course, we don't have phones that click anymore. But uh, I'm sure you underha- understand the mudra. That's the other one used to be like this. Hang up. Because they used to be on a wall back when they had balls. Remember that? <laughs> I don't know how you would that, do that with a. I think the best way to do it with a cell phone is throw it in the lake.
2: <laughs> Everybody wants to do that occasionally. Sir.. Sure, um, is there a difference between setting up a boundary like that and setting up a form to a situation? Yes, quite
0: a bit of difference. That you can't really set up a form when there's that much confusion and that much suffering going on. You have to do that when there's uh, when there's a clear weather, like we set up a form in this monastery and this form that's set up in this monastery, uh, comes from thousands of years ago, and it also comes from the last week and It also comes from the the practice that this old man has been doing for a number of years and working with you working with you, working with other people come together, do we want to do this? This is how we 're going to do it, so we set up these forms, and but there's no there 's no macho rule about it uh, in some places uh, uh, they they operate that way there 's where uh,
4: men are in charge of everything usually. Kevin. Thank you. Kevin bowing. I've been busting. Um I was picking that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've heard you say in the past, in a difficult relationship, sometimes if you can, the best thing to do bunnies. Oh yeah, I'm so glad I got that. bunnies. Which which bunny is that? Is that who it's painted the a- uh, Albrecht Dürer.
0: Yeah, I told you it was Dürer. Now, see, I knew, I know stuff like this. Just really, I say it. he was trying to fool me, but I knew what it was. <laughs> I'm
3: Thank worked. you. Thank you, uh, for. For showing us that mug, I thought it was a naked man there. For-
0: <laughs> that shows you. it shows you where your mind is there. I guess
3: so. I better go get Andrew after the, yeah. <laughs> after the show.
0: You want to get Andrew to show him the naked man? <laughs> I'm not quite following you.
3: <laughs> Time to go. <laughs>
0: Very good. Okay, Kevin, go for it.
4: I mean, it might be a naked man rabbit. Yeah, a, a boy rabbit Kevin Kevin bowing yes sir so you've sometimes said that in a difficult relationship it might be best just to leave that situation if you can and yet in our relative world there's a lot of talk about you know, reaching across the aisle or spend time with a rust belt tractor driver that you don't understand who makes you feel uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. So how? I like those images, rust belt tractor driver. (laughs) (laughs) So if I feel aversion towards a person, how can I, is that a Dharma gate to go towards them or is it a Dharma gate to go away from them? Or you know, both. Very yeah. good. Very good. It could be either. But for me,
0: as your teacher, I, I could, if I knew more about it, I might be able to say, yeah, you probably need to go towards that. But I would have to, in order to help you with it. But you can do it yourself by listening to what I'm saying right here. Don't do anything unless you have to. That's, that's a good one. It's a simple statement. But if you don't have to do that, don't do it. Because there are other things that you're going to really have to do and that will make it, it'll be more clear about what you absolutely have to do. You don't, that particular person uh, it, going towards that tractor driver may be more about you getting a credential that at least you're meeting with your stupid neighbors. You know, or at least, well, at least I'm meeting them, trying to meet them where they're at, but they're just, it's impossible. And so, and I'm not accusing you of it, but I'm saying be when you meet people where they're at, you probably won't get a credential for it. And so that person... Uh, and again, uh, we'd have to create some kind of a character to, to discuss there, but I, I wouldn't bother with that person. I would look at meeting, meeting your own mind as it shows up. And then people that are in any environment that you're in could be your partner, uh, could be your, your employer, could be uh, coworkers that, that meet them in the moment right where they're at, rather than, rather than some kind of a idealistic, uh, ideal situation of someone who is, you know, who is, uh, is a uh, full of, uh, confusion and is creating havoc in the world and going and meeting with them and reach across the aisle. This reaching across the aisle is, there are no aisles. And that's part of the issue is that, is that some people kind of see that and realize that we really need to work together on this as human beings. This is why the aliens stay away and don't come and share their technology with us because we would just kill each other. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that the aliens don't come here because they're totally blown away by running into living beings that kill their own kind heard me say that before and it's pretty astonishing that we would actually murder our own kind Uh, in in rage it's a little bit more understandable but sometimes we just plot and plan to have guns and go march across as my father did in 1945 1944 go over there and do something he didn't want to do but the government told him to do it so he had to go over to and be shot off the back of a of a tank. So he was twenty-six. But there was no in that society there was no choice. So where am I going with
4: going with this? I don't Heaven know. Kevin Bowing, yes, when you say relationships don't work, what came to mind was the way that I bifurcate myself by saying, Well, part of me wants to do this and part of me wants to do that. So when I when I am Experiencing negativity, and I feel well. I'm going to go talk to that person so that I can get over the negativity. In, in this hypothetical case, is that abandoning finding out who I am? Bowing. I don't think so. It's so situational
0: that you know. One the it might look the same. It might one time you go that direction, and another time you don't, and you're not really sure what was behind it. But I say. Keep some tension on the whole thing so you don't do anything unless you have to. So I don't really, uh, this sometimes might sound bizarre, but I really don't make decisions about anything. I I know what I have to do, and I know what I don't have to do, and uh, feel kind of helpless in front of all that. You just do what you have to do, and if you don't have to do it, don't do it. And and how that may look to your partner, or to someone, uh, or maybe even to your teacher, if you have a Dharma teacher. Uh, so it could be so less is better. If you're if you're going, if you're doing anytime you say, well, a part of me wants to, and a part of me wants to. That that's all you need to hear is just sit back and don't do anything. That's like it's it's like going towards the polarity, increasing the polarity, so that you can get some kind of credential out of doing the right thing. There is no right and wrong. I mean that. And if and if you if if that is a, a confusing to you, or if you have questions about that, why not ask? about that. I'll do the best I can to respond in a way that'll be helpful to you and not correct you into more right and wrong stuff.
3: Hakuran Bowing. Hakuran. Okay. This is a big question for me to bring out in, with, in the group. Um, yes. As you know, we talked recently, I've been writing inmates for, for about six years as part of my practice to support Sokokoji. And I brought up a relationship I've had for three years with an inmate to you. And uh, we had left the Sokokoji program um, because I was um, trying to kind of meet him where he's at and give him the benefit of the doubt. Anyway, um, when I talked to you recently about it and you had said just break off because the relationship had broken down and there wasn't communication happening and you'd said just cut it off but when i when i but your response also was um, you could de- jeopardize the entire sokokoji prison program and um, i was often i feel this abrasive fire coming from you and jumping <sighs> the gun and i i feel like right now i'm confronting you and this is like a really big thing for me i'm really nervous but
0: yeah, that's unusual for you.
3: Uh, I I thought, wow, is is Sokazan just hysterical and paranoid with me? I mean, why? What was that response? And why do I why do I feel this fire from him so often? And how do I sit with that? And how do I talk to him about that? And we've known each other for decades. I mean, honestly, I so.
0: What's your question? I don't,
3: I don't know if there's a question here. I guess I, I guess it's I guess you're you're asking for people to bring you questions and, yeah. and I, I
0: would say is is you you are relatively you are correct in that that's a relative situation uh, okay. and we could go in I don't want to do it here but we could go into detail about that but when that that happened you did not bring that back to me immediately you didn't immediately come back with your uh, difficulty and so you're doing it now and I'm very happy that you're doing that.
3: I've been sitting with it.
0: Yeah, good, good idea. So, Um, you did did nothing wrong. Your your intention was to help this person, of course, but sometimes we get so drawn into helping them that we don't look at a bigger picture of the whole thing. That's what I was talking about, that going into and working with an inmate, uh, and I've done it too. I've tried to help people where I should not be uh, I should not be calling this person's uh, sister because she's in so much trouble and she's in Vermontville and he's, uh this person is locked up and he said, just, just tell her this one thing for me. Can you do that? You know, and you get enamored of the person and you, you love them, you care about them and you, and you know, their whole story, how they got in prison because they were tied up in a gang and, and didn't have a uh, parents who were supportive to them and had a terrible, and they also have black skin. So therefore that that's more of a difficult situation. You want to help and so you go in and you start helping, but fundamentally you have to look at a as big a picture as possible so you don't tie the whole thing up in knots so you you all I was doing is saying uh, there was not not really a criticism of you. it was just I was just uh, telling you about it I didn't know that you were seeing that person uh, outside of the Sokokoji uh dynamic of a prison working in prison Sokokoji prison project, and that's all I was saying by going outside of it. Um, somebody could have made a big deal out of that, and could have been uh, could have stopped us from going into into prisons uh, because they they would use that the uh, MDOC would would definitely use that kind of uh, just like they would have used it when I'm helping someone's sister that I didn't find out about it I mean there might be now They might be making a recording right now and uh, so but so I, I say it's so relative it's so the structures are so complicated that that's why I say less is better. Uh, this way, you probably will be helping people uh, in a way that is directly helpful, helpful rather than try to, uh, you know, have your own kind of thing. Geez, I really have to I have to put them before me. I should just, I should run the risk and do this. That's kind of where I was at with it. I just really, I don't know whatever happened to that person. I haven't heard from. him. I don't know. I think he's still locked up. Uh, but uh, so I, I really sympathize with your with your situation. And and if I get a fiery, uh, uh, that's I can't help that. So,
3: go ahead. Bowing. Um, yeah, the question is more about our relationship or the teacher student relationship in that regard. Like what you're saying now, I, I totally feel you know, I resonate with, but your initial response, like, I was like, am I paranoid? Am I putting that? Paranoia and hysterics onto Sokazan or is it just a chemistry thing? And
0: either or, it's none of that. Okay. It's, it's all of that, and it's none of that. You don't need a reference point. Your reference point as a as a as a, someone who has received the formally received the the Bodhisattva vow to be with all things, you're, you have to bring. You're bringing that to the teacher now and with the Sangha, so it's a pretty ideal situation. It's a good one
3: what what how bowing what is a reference point when it appears to us
0: it's something else something else is the reference point so yeah. if, Go ahead.
3: if i if I define something as hysterics or paranoia, what else is there? Is it just that whatever? that is arising
0: so it is not the description of it it's what it is and what it is is just energy and it's and it's depersonalized if it's personalized then it's into i'm a hysterical person or i'm this or i'm that and then we we take it personally and this is the this is the function of the teacher if you can stand it is you come close to the teacher so the teacher can point that out to you and so the teacher that's as is said it's a traditional thing to say uh you get too close to the teacher, you get burned. You don't get close enough. You don't get enough heat. So it's a relative kind of situation. It's difficult.
3: Hakan, bowing. So it's it, a reference point becomes a reference point, almost like when I label it as this or as that.
0: That's part of it. Yes, that's part. Don't label anything, but notice that sometimes things spontaneously get labeled. We just. Jump to a conclusion about that because we can't stand the not knowing. We can't t- stand that open spaciousness of which we are learning to accommodate, l- learning to get used to. Even the the uh, Tibetan word uh, for getting used to it, the the name gomden uh, for a meditation cushion, uh, according to Trunk Rinpoche, it was a get used to it cushion. Get used to this. And so uh, I don't know if Takudo has another word for uh, in Tibetan since he speaks Tibetan, but do you have one
1: bowing. No, I think gom, his meditation, can mean being getting accustomed to something.
0: And so that's kind of, thank you. So that's kind of what we're doing. We go to the wall and we and we hold very still so that we can see the, the, the how the ego mind keeps ramping things up. That I like it. I don't like it. It's good. It's bad. I shouldn't be doing this. This feels terrible. This meditation isn't working. And all the other elaborations we scold ourselves with. And so the teaching person, to get close to the teaching person, then, then he, she, or they, uh, if they're a true teacher, are going to, because they want to um, help you stop torturing yourself and torturing others and, and making life more confusing. Life is suffering. It's very, very difficult. And we are in human form. This is very temporary. Who you are fundamentally is not even human. Don't believe anything I say. I'm not here to convince you of anything. What I'm here to do is to, Help you, encourage you to train your mind to see the truth yourself so you can see that you are not separate from that living being who who lived 2,500 years ago, who understood something and began to point it out to those who would
4: listen to him. Kevin Bowing, I I noticed that Brian has a digital hand raised. Bowing. Okay.
0: With a digital hand, can speak.
1: Brian Bowing. Thank you, Kevin. I just sent Kevin a message. Uh, I'm a Rust Belt truck driver, uh, let's talk. <laughs> anyway, I do have a question. It's um, how does the need for a teacher-student relationship arise, Bowen?
0: It may not. Billions of people are, have no, don't have the karma are not, as we say in our tradition, free and well-favored, not free to go this way or go that way, or be in a country where even something is even allowed, and not well-favored in that their mind is so clogged up with belief, hope, fear, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, that they, don't, they wouldn't recognize the, the Buddha if they, if, if they were sitting in the Buddha's lap. They wouldn't recognize they're not ready for this. That's why I say, don't promote anything. Don't tell somebody to meditate, you meditate. So, as far as the teacher-student relationship, that can be uh, it can be very difficult. Uh, you may not you, if you may not be able to really be with a true teacher. It might just be too terrifying. But you'll stay at a distance, and you'll you know tune in. And in this case, you can tune in from uh, uh, from Sumatra. Uh, you can t- tune in from some from uh, Nepal, for that matter. And you can and you can relate to someone, but but to actually be uh, in front of a teacher, a true teacher is uh, can be uh, terrifying. If it's if it's uh, if it doesn't have some kind of threat happening there, then uh, pr- probably it's not a true teacher, or you're not a true student. You're a half-ass student. Not accusing you of anything, but I'm just saying people are. They want some of it. I know I was I was one of those. With my with my uh, teacher uh, Trunk Rinpoche, he was it was terrifying to be around him because he could I, I felt like he could see right through me and he probably could he could see what a fool I was how how self centered I was and how I was all about me 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 and me and my wonderful ideas or whatever I don't know but it was difficult so I think it's so different uh, uh, Brian I think it's so different with each person the karma. But the idea is free and what free to even come to a meeting like this and well favored in that you aren't so clogged up with your own ideas about everything that you can actually be open enough to actually receive what is being presented to you through uh, the the, uh, by the teacher. Further question on that. Brian Bond, no, thank you.
2: Certainly. A question from Greg. He asks, are the open heart weekday zoom meditations still ongoing thanks the open heart uh, meditations at
0: 6 p.m that uh
2: eastern that were
0: supported by susan piper for close to two years she's uh, changed uh, what's happening there in her organization doing other classes and so on so i uh even though i really appreciate her inviting me inviting us to come and do that for all that time she, uh, we've changed and so now we're still doing the same thing because people seem to be interested in that so uh, every night at uh, 6 p.m. Central, uh, you can is it Central or well, Mountain Time.
3: Pacific.
0: Yeah. So you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yihong Bawing, I have as, a question.
0: As it is, yeah. Go ahead. What's your question?
5: Hong <laughs> Bawing, I have difficulty discerning don't do anything unless you have to versus be genuine, be genuine, and show my compassion a lot of times if before I act, if there's not much uh inner dialogue going on can i should I be concerned about acting Bowie.
0: so it's a general uh, recommendation to everyone do. Don't do too much. So don't 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 jump into something based on anything, any kind of a um, hope and fear kind of thing tend to come up and take over. But if you don't do much, and if you hold back, put a little tension on that and wait a while, then you have then a natural kind of patience, not a patience like tapping your foot in the doctor's office, waiting for your, you've been in there for an hour and a half, which we just did recently, and they just don't come out because they're busy. So you just wait for your, situation you wait for it and sometimes that's that what uh, that is what happens in the mainstream is we see something that we are kind of compelled and pulled into doing or magnetized into or afraid of the consequences if we don't step into it it'd be good to, to wait a little bit this doesn't mean that if you see a child running out in front of a car you don't go and try to stop the situation or do something it's immediate because it's situational but the other other kinds of situations you you know where there's uh, and you you will know Uh, If you don't – and also, if you put some tension on it, then you'll notice that the the intention around your – the reason you even want to do that will start to become more clear if you just wait. You'll see that you're really just doing that to get a credential for yourself that you're a helpful person rather than you're actually fundamentally – sometimes the most fundamental way to help anybody is to stop meddling with them. And that could be up to and including even your own children. Allow them to experience their mind and their, the, the relationship they're in instead of saving them from everything. Explaining everything. Allow them to suffer. I mean, protect them from broken glass and uh, heavy traffic. I'm not saying you don't do that. You know, go out on heavy traffic, make it back good, you've learned something. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying actually allow them to experience their emotions. So we have a very emotional young person here who is very lucky to be in an environment with the parents that he has. And when we say lucky, who knows what, what the word lucky even means, but, but to someone who uh, people who are fundamentally supportive and nurturing to someone without, in, without buying into their baloney or their in demand for control not easy.
5: Thank you, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly Bowing. I'm wondering about the relationship with things that I I feel are they in my my bandwidth or in my wheelhouse. You know, I do a lot of violence work, um, but that that work is harmful or is perceived as being harmful for the people around me or for the people who care about me. Um, so for example, I'm, I'm trying to get on a, a child death review, a child homicide review for the state and for now that I'm in Calhoun County for this County. Yes. Um, but I know that in some of the close relationships around me, they, they want to, support me or know what I do or be able to hear about it but i it it's becomes very clear very quickly that what i do is very hard for them to hear about so i i don't share it yes um how how can i do what i need to do what i have to do um but I also feel like I'm being harmful to the people that care about me with what I do. Uh,
0: it sounds like you're doing it. It just doesn't feel very good. Yeah. So but really, you know, you, you, you uh, are doing what you need to do. It's ch- pretty choiceless. What little interchange we've had over the last what year or so uh, you're, you're doing what you need to do. It's pretty choiceless for you to do that. So, and you're so you're functioning in that way and if people that are close to you family members and so on that are concerned uh, you know they could just live their lives too I'm not telling you should say that to them but you, you could be be respectful and say yeah I can see and you go along and at least agree rather than def- don't defend yourself and explain don't explain anything they're not don't don't describe don't explain don't uh, you could keep it very simple. I just need to help. Uh, you know, I need to help people. I'm trying to help people as well as I can and say, and I, I really understand how you can be worried about my safety and so on. I mean, you could just have it be like that. And it might sound like a whole lot of pacifying, but I, unless I were to talk to one of those people individually, I would keep it in the pacifying area. Anytime you have any difficulty, there's several. We've talked about there's the four karmas. Uh, the four ways of working with negative energy, any kind of energy: pacifying, enriching, magnetizing, and destroying. We can talk about that, but I think the the, the pacifying part is the one that's going to work with, uh, especially with family. So include them in. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yes, you're right. you are right. There there is some difficult. I just don't know how else to do this. I I really need to do this this way. It's my life. And then acknowledge a little bit uh, of how you. Don't, this is very delicate, this area, So, but I think you have the skills to do it. Not a compliment, by the way, Uh, just a description. I think you're able to go in and notice little tiny things about their life that you respect, but you, if you could change it, you would go in and say, stop wearing the color green, it does not become you. But I'm not gonna say that to you because I don't wanna meddle with you. Are you following me a little bit? Yeah, you can find a little area in anybody that you can kind of criticize. I'm not advising you to do that, but with some people who are, who are aggressive about this, you could go in and, and point out to them that you're not objecting to what they're doing. Uh, then they can give you, kind of say, give me the benefit of the doubt on this. You know, is that helpful to you, what I've been saying?
5: Yes, thank you, Bowing.
0: Well, good, I get a credential then. <laughs> <Helpful>. <laughs> Difficult area, but listening to people a lot, I think is the best thing. And of course, that's what you do for a living.
2: Jeez, I'm dying. What does it look like to alter our life?
0: Why don't you tell me you just became a monk about a year ago? That certainly altered your life. What's that feel like? Why did you do that? Why would you give up a, a wonderful life of being free and running around in circles? Was that what you were doing? Or did it just look that way? No, you tell me a little bit. I'm happy to respond to that. But it's choiceless. It's, it's not that we don't make choices. But the fundamental situation is is choiceless. And it can be, when we begin to realize that, it can be excruciating. Because we know we have to go through this. This is a passage we have to go through. It's a mountain pass. You have to go through it. Because you're on a journey until you're not. It's called the Buddha's Dharma. You're on the path, capital P-A-T-H. The Way, W-A-Y, capital W-A-Y. This is something you have to do. You're giving up lots of stuff to do this, wouldn't you say? But this is important to you. This connection with this teacher, with this community, small community, but it's a a very intentional uh, community that about, like we've talked about just recently, this isn't just about buying houses, although we've been doing that and making money. It's about uh, training our minds to see
2: the truth. I think in response to Semi, you said something about altering our lives to... Preserve relativity. I'm wondering what what that would look like.
0: It's just it's, again, it's they're not criticizing anyone. People, some people are just fine, just living the rest of their lives, um, uh, having a, a couple of nice jobs and having uh, children who are are healthy and uh, having all of the those kinds of things. They're, they're not they're not ready for this. They you could say they're not suffering enough. They're 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 not they're able to cover up the suffering cover up the discontent so they can continue to live in a relative situation. That is totally appropriate. Billions and billions of people are living that way. It's pretty hard to do when you've got people who are you know, abusing people everywhere, people who are dictators and people who are torturing people and, and starting wars. It
4: goes on by there's
3: uh, Deb has a question in the chat box that I don't remember you responding to.
0: Okay. You' want to read it.
3: it? Yeah, she says, "If I see that relationships don't work,
5: is there anything I need to do? For example, the relative interactions
3: with the people in my life." Bowing.
0: No, just continue to return to the wall, uh, return to the relationships, and uh, and and don't uh, don't fret too much about the, the the not working part of it, but be aware of it. Just be aware that the causes and conditions that arise between you and a sister or you and a, and your spouse or you and anyone are going to be difficult, Because especially difficult with people who have no mind training at all, are totally operating out of relative truth, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, success and failure, and all the other um, uh, ones of the eight worldly dharmas. You can look those up and see that there's even more than that. And that's, that's not wrong. It's relative. So relatively, it's going to look pretty good on... Uh, at the dinner table, but it ultimately does not. If death didn't come, uh, if imp- if impermanence wasn't so incredibly powerful, you you could be in a heaven realm for thirteen years, and suddenly, uh, I'm just going to create a, a, a difficult picture here because I, I'm trying to communicate that suddenly, without without warning, one of your children dies for from whatever, and that can get very very difficult suddenly the whole thing is in your face impermanence so since uh, while you're uh working now just just work to receive whatever is happening and you train yourself to do to do that by returning to uh uh, sitting meditation and awareness practice the one i teach is sit down hold still look at something that's not moving keep your eyes open very important close your eyes unless you fall asleep and then of course close your eyes sit down, hold still, watch what moves, and watch what the mind stream keeps coughing up, coughing up, grasping at this, rejecting that, grasping, rejecting, creating little realms so that you can hide out in. Observe that, observe that, observe that. And then as far as the rest of the relationships uh, in your uh, family, less is better. This doesn't mean you need to get rid of everybody. But I'm not sure if I've touched on what the question actually was looking for.
3: Did I, Deb? Deb Bowing. Um, yes, you have. So, Kazan, and um, all of the, I had put that question in a little ways back. So, um, everything you spoke of so far has actually been leading me, pointing towards those answers. So, I appreciate it. Thank you, Bowing.
0: Certainly. So, I, I don't want to keep you all any longer. I know you have really important things to not do. Okay.
2: May the merit of this penetrate into all places, so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Directions of three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, bodhisattvas, mahasattvas, the great prajna paramita. O Buddhas and bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light.
1: If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving
5: a donation by visiting our website at sokokoji.com dot o-r-g